Let's hit it. Hey guys, back on the podcast today. I've got our beautiful trainer Tara joining us today, so I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, Tara from T2 Training in Perth. Yep, and um, what got you into the fitness industry, Tara? I've always, well, I did ballroom dancing as a child. I danced from the age of five, um, and then I quit in my late teens, early twenties, and um, discovered the gym. So really, always liked being. I was never really into sport, so the gym was a really good way to get fit and healthy without, um, yeah, getting on a court, which is not really my thing. Yeah. And uh, then, yeah, trained right up until giving birth and then really got serious about it after having after having kids funnily enough yeah yeah what do you think that happened after kids that you took it more seriously uh i think you have a newfound respect for your body of how amazing it is um i guess it does start there is a lot of pressure to bounce back and get back to how you looked before is that social pressure Yeah, I think so. Like as a society, they go, look at me, that's that quick when it's more so like everybody's individual. Yeah, and your body does really change and sometimes it never goes back to the same shape. Your Mm. hips might get wider and you'll become more curvy. I mean, your feet grow. But I just had this... Your feet grow? Your feet grow. Oh my Lord. Yes. My feet have grown a whole size from first child to third child. Yeah. yeah, they get longer too. So it's not like they're getting fatter. Yeah. They get longer, which is so random. Um, so yeah, I just really wanted to be fit and healthy and strong. And I actually had a lot of back issues. I had, I've always had scoliosis. And I found um, picking up kids and putting them in cots and carrying them around was just wreaking havoc with my back. And lots of lower abdominal um, weakness from having cesareans. Yeah, so you had the separation of the abdominal wall. Well. Yeah, the abdominal separation. So I was forever hurting my back. So I just figured I needed to be strong to be out of function. Yep. And yeah, and I didn't want to just function. I wanted to be able to run around with my kids and carry them on my shoulders and join in at the beach and, and at the park and not be sitting on the sidelines. Yeah, and we're uh, we're a bikini too. And we're a bikini is always yeah. a yes. <laughs> yeah, because having people, I suppose, uh, well, even my type of clientele, get to uh, you know age thirty, and they're like, oh, I don't want to wear a two-piece bikini. It's like, yeah, what? look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> know. <laughs> it's like you work hard for your body. It's the best time to wear a bikini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, what's your typical type of clientele um, in relation to your story? Uh, most of my clients are really similar women to myself. They've had their kids, um, felt like they've really devoted their, a big chunk of their life to looking after their kids and realised maybe they have some issues with their back or core weakness. And um, a lot of them are probably heading towards a milestone birthday, generally 40 or 50. Yeah. So they want to look really good for their birth, you know, that big birthday. Yeah. Um, but they also want to take that time out for themselves because realising you can't keep giving to your kids if mm. you're not running on all cylinders. Yep. So, and it's and it's not just about looking good, it's about um, being energetic and having yeah, enough energy to do all the things that you need to do, eat properly, not being tired all the time. And I think through motherhood you end up living on coffee and chocolate and the crusts of the sandwiches that you make for your kids. Yeah. So I think 
women realise they can't do that forever. It's mm. not sustainable and they're probably feeling like crap. Mm. Um, so they really like, okay, this is the time that I'm, I'm ready to do something. And I think having seen me do it, it's doable. It's not impossible. 100%. Yeah. And um, again, from personal experience, from client experience, when you feel like you go through that period where you're struggling with... Um, look after yourself do you feel like that affects like the marriage and your relationship with kids and things like that oh absolutely it affects everything um it, it affects your sleep it affects your tolerance levels so you'll find you're, you're snapping at the kids and yeah. um husband just annoys you more yeah <laughs> i remember being in the supermarket and i the trolleys were stuck and I burst into tears because I just, I could not handle one more thing not happening for me. Um, yeah, and then it's things like your adrenal levels are through the roof and cortisol and and don't even get me started on hormones. So yeah, yeah. it all has that knock-on, that knock-on effect. Yeah, because it takes, because uh, it was after childbirth, it took about two years for the body to normalise. Two years, yeah. yeah. Structurally and also hormonally. Yes. Um, which, yep. yeah, I think for a lot of new mums out there, especially ones listening or ones that are pregnant, you've got to, to realise that. You do. And then most women are falling pregnant again. I mean, I had a two year gap between my first mm-hmm. two. So you literally feel like you're just getting back to semi normal and then you fall pregnant again. So, yeah, it's a lot. And um, how important was keeping up your. Because, uh, yeah, I suppose you had that structural routine before you fell pregnant with the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And how important was it having maintained that all the way through pregnancy? Oh, so important. Um, I was super lucky and I trained up until the day before I gave birth. And um, even though I did have to have a cesarean for medical reasons, I was up the next day. But the dilation wasn't. I had placenta previa, so oh, the placenta is blocking the birth birth canal. Oh, yeah, that's so inconvenient. It is a little bit. It is <laughs> yeah. common in um, subsequent pregnancies and when you're a bit older yeah, as well. Yeah. And there's there's is that the baby moves or the shape of the. I think it's just the placement of your placenta. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it can be dangerous because if you go into labour, you can hemorrhage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's yeah not good for both of you. Yeah. Um. So I did have that. So I did know that I had the Caesar booked. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't go into labour. But yeah, so important. So I had a, that's right, sorry, I got sidetracked. Uh, yeah, had a really good surgery. I think I gave birth on the Monday and the Saturday I was walking up to the shops, which some people, they say you can't do anything for six weeks, you can't drive, you can't. So, you yeah. listen to your body. I did, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I scaled everything back. And look, I didn't train for my first 12 weeks of my pregnancy because I had lost a pregnancy before. So I was super, okay. super scared. Yeah, um, that was the first pregnancy. Um, my third one, oh, actually. Third? Yes. Yeah, okay. so it was my first miscarriage, which I didn't see coming. Um, so I was super cautious. And I was nearly 42, so I was pretty high risk. So the first 12 weeks, I did just do gentle walks. And then once I had that scan, I went back to my strength training and trained right through. And they say train at about 75% of what you would normally do kind of volume-wise. You see a lot of, uh, I shouldn't say you see a lot of it, but you see some people talk about miscarriages, uh, especially on social media and things. Um, and how like women don't talk about nothing how hard it can be yeah, for families yeah absolutely was it quite hard yeah. during that time it was because we hadn't told anyone we were pregnant either yeah. haven't, luckily we hadn't told the kids but you generally don't tell anyone until 12 weeks so yeah 
yeah, it is. But I do wish, and it wasn't until I talked about it that other women were like, oh, yeah, I've had three and it happened to me last year and I don't know why we're not talking about it. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you feel like recovery, like getting back into the normal routine after that was? Uh, after the miscarriage? Mm. Um, yeah, look, it was, I guess it's more emotional, but it's a lot physically as well. Yes, Because uh, you've got all hormones and everything so going through. you for a baby and then you have the yeah. miscarriage and you've got to try to go back to almost normal life. Yeah, but, but I fell pregnant really quickly after, oh, so really? I wasn't meant to be trying. Yeah. And, you know, it always happens when you're not trying. Yeah. So I think I fell pregnant like the following month, whereas I was meant to have a month off. Yeah. So it happened really quickly. Um, and I'd just done like a strongman class. Yeah. <laughs> and went out for breakfast and um, I couldn't, the coffee and everything smelled off, the salmon and everything. So, yeah. I was You're like, there's something wrong with my food, please yeah. take it back. And, and then I, was, I had done this crazy, crazy class, so I was a little bit worried, but ended up having a beautiful pregnancy. So, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I did try to get back into it as soon as, as, soon as I felt ready. Yeah. 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 And um, if you look back on like your younger years, because you, you had your first child when you're 32, is that right? Yeah, 33, 33. Yep. Yeah. And that's quite common now, because uh, I suppose if you look back maybe 34 years ago, um, it was considered, you know, 30 was like a, and was probably even today, you see some females who are hit 30 and they freak out yes. about not having kids. What would be your message yeah. to ladies out there or girls out there oh look I was one of those I was one of those girls I was getting ready to freeze my eggs Um, I was getting ready to think about having a baby on my own I didn't meet my husband until I was 30 Um, and yeah we got married at 32 and luckily fell pregnant very quickly Um, it's hard to not freak out about it because time is not on our side Mm -hmm. but I would suggest uh, keeping up to date with all your pap smears and all your health checks to know that your your body is healthy, um, tracking your cycle and trying to go with the flow. But I don't think there's anything wrong with making plans for plan B. And it, it may be adopting, it may be freezing your eggs, it may be thinking about having a baby on your own and um, I think that's more important than marrying the wrong guy because you feel like the clock's ticking. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or get a puppy. Yeah, or get a puppy. Puppies, good practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got friends or even family members, but that are uh, you know had children young, and a lot of them, and it's like um, yeah, because of that fear that they might get too old to have kids. Mm. And like, how old were how old were you when you had your elder, your youngest? Sorry, uh, nearly forty-two. Yeah, forty-one. Yeah, forty-one. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah. still healthy and yeah, yeah, yeah. such a beautiful child. Yeah, she's yeah. cute. And I think people say, oh, we'll travel and everything after, but I think you travel really differently after you've had kids. So right, I would yeah. say, even though, I mean, I guess we can start travelling again now, but I would travel first because, A, you probably won't do it after you've had the kids, and B, you'll do it very differently, and it's a lot yeah. more expensive. Yeah, you know, if you're, if it's just you and your partner and you're travelling, you know, you can take an MDA, MDMA cap at two in the afternoon and go out on yeah, like, and yes. come back on Monday if you wanted to, yeah. where um, you've got kids, you're in bed by 8.30 and you get up at 5.30 a.m. and off you to go. go to a museum. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a very different travel. Yeah. yeah. No, I packed up everything when I was 25 and moved to Japan Yeah. Um, as a single girl and that was some of the best years of my life. Why did you pack? 
Oh, my sister was there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I had a couple of great years there. Oh, that was nice. And uh, yeah. what was your favourite thing? Or what are some things you learned that you can relate back to what you do now in Japan? Oh, oh gosh. Oh, I don't know if there is much. I just, I did work really hard. Yeah. Um, I worked two jobs and just party time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They do have Enjoy a really, um, really beautiful expat community there now. So it was expat, always dissimilar, okay. um, like people, foreigners. Okay. Yeah. yeah that live, that live there. So it was kind of similar vibe to here, all your... You know, I'm always about just finding my tribe, surrounding yourself with mm. really great people and um, not giving too much time to people who are not worthy of it. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, just found some really great people and had a really, really awesome time. You found you were more, as you got older, between that age of 25 and upwards, you were more aware of people and the people you give your time with? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Because when you're yeah. young, you probably don't, you don't see it until you step away from certain situations. You're like, oh. Yeah, and I always really wanted to fit in and blend in. And then I realised I'm just not that kind of person that... Mm. And to now celebrate not blending in. But yeah, that was a big thing about finding out and just being really comfortable with who who I was. Yeah, mm. especially being a GT mum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really blend in anyway. <laughs> Tattoos, <laughs> <Yeah>. wicked physique, <laughs> dark hair. Yeah. I think I'm one of the few dark haired. Yeah. Mums. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I love it, and that's um, yeah. I think that's a big thing for a lot of people to learn is that uh, knowing when to step away from certain situations. That when you're giving your time, it can be relationships, it can be interpersonal, mm. it can be friends, um, it could even be family. But mm. knowing when to step away and go enough is enough because if you've got goals like maybe your fitness goals, your health goals. Um, or pregnancy goals, uh, mm. all those people that have a negative effect and negatively affect those as well. Absolutely, yeah, and always I do, and I have found as I've gotten older, surrounding myself with people who have similar goals, because mm. otherwise a lot of people will want to sabotage you. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Especially women are very quick to cut you down mm. and not support. Support you. So, do you think that comes from stems mainly from insecurities? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And what's your in your experience, uh, especially as a, in your younger days, and now today? What's your biggest? Because uh, I feel like you're quite secure in yourself now. Oh, like, t- yeah, 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 yeah. You're totally. very confident in yourself. Yeah. And that's um, I think that's what makes you, you know, a great coach for um, or great leader for females that come across you is that confidence and what do you think the messages or the key message you would give to those type of females who struggle with those insecurities and they're out there and they tear, try to tear down other women because they're insecurities mm. what do you think that message um, to women yeah I think um, I always try and see what's going on in their life and they're generally people who are quite unhappy with something with themselves, with their own weight, with their relationships, with material things they have. Um, so I tend to try and look at it from a sympathetic point of view, like, wow, she must have a lot going on to feel that she needs to insult me to make herself feel better. Yes. Um, and I think that we don't tell other women, we don't compliment other women enough. You know, like if I see a woman out, I'm like, oh my gosh, you look amazing. I love those shoes or, um, you know, 
you look great. I remember saying it to this older lady in the supermarket, but she looked gorgeous. She was so glad. And I'm like, you, you look so amazing. And she's like, I've been having such an awful day and you've just made my day. Oh, so nice. So, yeah. Yeah, I think only differences, try not to blend in. Mm. And, and I just tend to steer clear of women Drama. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. seem very drama-free, um, you know, in your life, and even when you're having a bad day, you're still very, carry on. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like that at home, but <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, I do try to be. Life's too short. Mm. Life's very precious, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. You found you learned that as you got older, and plus uh, having loved ones that are... Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Losing my sister, um, I was just saying to one of my clients this morning, because all my clients point out the one thing they hate about themselves. And I'm like, but you've got like a hundred great things. And yeah. you're like, oh, I hate you're my colours. Yeah. <laughs> you've got a body that yeah. moves. And lots of life. There are so many people that are going through treatment or, you know, have MS or all other sorts of things that would love to be able to work out. Mm. So really celebrate your body because it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. 100%. I'm saying I try to remind people and, and myself at times, but you know, there's people that lie in a hospital bed right now in the final few hours of days that just wish they had the opportunity of another day or another yeah. week that you have or an able body yeah. to move. So if yeah. someone complain about, oh, you know, I can't, I have to work out. It's like you get to work out, you get to do this. It's like it's your life. So yeah. 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 And I've tried to kind of talk about working out as training training and nutrition rather than exercise and diet I yeah with my females as well changing the word yeah and yep. you know okay what are you eating to fuel your training mm. like not what are you eating to punish yourself so yeah yeah makes sense mm. and um for i guess advice for your younger self what would you what would you give your advice for yourself gosh <laughs> don't date all the dickheads that I ended up dating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it, uh, um, and this is quite common, especially, you know, because, uh, you know, even at Olympia, we have a lot of younger females here, mm-hmm. um, and they were seem to say that they attract the bad guys. Do you think it's an attraction, they attract them, or is it because you look for certain things as someone, and you think that's going to make you happy? I felt like I needed their validation to make me feel attractive. Because they looked a certain way, or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I did tend to. Oh, I tended to pick the ones that needed rescuing because mm. I always wanted to like. I can fix that. I can fix you. Um, and I never could. <laughs> There's a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> now I rescue puppies instead. Yeah. Um, you saved me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just that not looking for validate, validation mm. from someone else. And so being confident? Yeah, I don't even know. I wouldn't even call it confident. I think it's just being really knowing who you are and being really comfortable with that yeah. and not feeling like you need to justify it or play it down or hide it. And you can still be a kind person as well. But yeah, I think really getting to the nitty gritty of who you are. And, being, and just being comfortable, like sitting in it. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I get you. Mm. And what about for women now around your age that have kids and they really struggle with getting their, um, you know, getting their 
they might be good at training, but really struggle with that nutrition, Mark. What sort of, what sort of message would you give to those women? Oh, this is my biggest beef with I know. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's just me, but I don't find it that hard to stay on track with my nutrition, but obviously a lot so of habit. people... Yeah. It's about creating a habit for you yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and I, a lot of people struggle to do. Yeah, so I really just try and get them to break it down into little achievable, so I don't want to set them up and say, you've got to do this, got to do this, and then every week they're like, no, I didn't do it, I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it. So we start with water, just trying to drink two to three litres of water a day, and then we tackle their toughest meal. So it might be breakfast. I'm like, if you can have a smoothie, if you're not a breakfast person, um, trying to prepare. Like, you're cooking anyway. You're making lunch boxes, so make a lunch box for yourself. Even if you just throw a bit of ham and some cherry tomatoes and cucumber and cheese, it's still going to be better than grabbing a burger or a wrap or something on the run. Um, But I just try and get my clients to treat themselves how they treat their children. So if the kids need to go to the dentist, they're there. You know, if the kids need new shoes, you go and get them tomorrow. They have beautiful lunches, beautiful recess, nice dinner. Um, Yeah, so just treat yourself with the same same respect that's a good message mm. I think that's really important for you know a lot of the mums listening because um, uh, have we mentioned how old you are oh no 47 yeah so 47 for anyone listening and she looks like she's in her late 20s or early 30s so she's doing oh, very well um, three kids married for 18 or been with the husband together for 18 years yeah yep. and yeah. survived survived yeah, yeah. <laughs> flourishing yeah. I would say yeah yeah I love yeah. it um, yeah. I think it's uh, and again if you go back to relationships how important is your intimate relationship with where you want your goals to go for fitness and health oh it's so important because you kind of need to um, be balanced and feel fulfilled in every area of your life and it's and I don't want to make it sound that way but you need to schedule and I'm not saying like write it in the diary yeah. but you need to make it a priority um, yeah, the intimacy times in, yes yeah and our tip is to not leave it until 10 o'clock when you go to bed when you're grumpy, when you're grumpy <laughs> and you've made it your last priority for the day yeah, it's like this is the anymore. least important thing so I'm going to leave it till the last thing of the day when I've got the least amount of energy least amount of patience so we do prioritise it a bit earlier in the yeah. day. Um, and and even sometimes if you don't feel like it, just to really make the effort to connect. Because I feel like it does keep us really connected. And then just then we, it knocks on because you're communicating better and you know, being respectful to each other. Yes, yeah, I suppose yeah. that even, if you're, even if you're not um, being... Uh, Intimate in the sense of sex, but you're being intimate in the sense of connection, word at that time. Yeah. That time together, away from everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Even yeah. like the other day, I texted him. Well, Should I bring some lunch home, and we'll sit and have lunch together, or you know, just taking the dogs for a walk, or yeah, yeah, just definitely staying connected. Yeah. And do you feel like that's where one thing that drops away for maybe a lot of um, that you know, 35 to 50 year old woman in relationships mm-hmm. that they leave them that to the last thing of the day or last thing of the week to worry about. Yeah, and I think a lot of women feel like um, that you really lose, you feel like you lose your identity when you become a mum because you've gone from being a career woman and doing all this stuff to being someone's wife, someone's mum, 
um, someone's housekeeper. Mm. And I know a lot of women do say to me, by the end of the day, I'm so sick of someone needing something from me. I just want to go and be on my own and not talk to anyone and not be touched. So I do think um, women feel like they're pulled in a lot of directions for a good chunk of time. And if you are working as well, you've got to be everything at work and school rings you and you've got to do whatever you need to do at school and pick up and... Plus everything about the house. Swimming and hockey and... Yeah, so I just Mm. think by the end of the day, they've just... They're done. Yeah. They're done. Makes sense. Mm. So yeah, so the first message there is prioritising time with your husband or partner. Yeah. will help your other goals as well. Mm. And taking time for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, what you may even talk about there when when, when anyone feels like that, when they get to that point where they're just too much, is you're probably reaching burnout and you need that time Mm. to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I try and get my clients to go and have a massage, like a remedial massage, and it's not a treat. It's like getting your teeth cleaned, it's maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, love yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it, Tara. How does, um, is there anything else you want to drop on the podcast, and how do people find you? Um, oh, I'm on Instagram at T2TrainingPerth, yeah. uh, and on Facebook. I'm yet to go on TikTok. <laughs> Tara's, Tara's in the age where Facebook is still a thing, so if anyone wants to see, you can find her on Facebook. My teenage daughter wants TikTok and I'm a bit nervous to let her have it because I don't understand it. So, yes, Instagram for me. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks.